Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a verse-by-verse devotional study of God's Word. We are currently studying the book of Revelation. Today, we take a look at John's description of the Lord Jesus as heaven opens to release the armies of heaven. So open your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 19, and join us for The King Comes. As we prepare for our study today, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for this glorious description of the Lord Jesus. I pray, Father, that as we listen, as we read, that you will impress upon our hearts and minds the wonder, the joy, the glory, the terror at this sight. For the King comes to make war against all those who rebel against him. And Father, we are thankful that we have a champion in heaven, one who is our champion in salvation, and one who is the champion in righteousness. Guide us in our study, Father. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Revelation 19, verse 11, we read these words, Now I saw heaven opened. If you will recall, if not, you can look back. In Revelation 4, verse 1, There was a door opened in heaven, and John was caught up in this vision, in this revelation to heaven. And many believe, and I believe as well, that that's a reference to the church being raptured as well. So in chapter 4 of Revelation, we see heaven opened for the purpose of allowing John and the church in. In Revelation 19, verse 11, we read, Now I saw heaven opened, and the purpose of heaven opening now is to let the Lord Jesus and the armies of Christ out. And so in verse 11, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The first thing that strikes John is this white horse. It's a champion's horse. It's a charger. It's a war horse. This is not the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem on the foal of a donkey. This is not a picture of the mild, meek, humble view of Jesus entering into Jerusalem as the lowly servant, the sacrifice of God ready to die on the cross. Instead, what we see here is a white horse. And John says, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. We need to remember Jesus is the Lamb of God, but he's also the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And what we see in this passage is a glorious description of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He sits on the charger. He is called faithful and true. The Lord Jesus Christ is faithful. He is faithful to God. He is faithful to his character, his nature, his own deity. He is faithful to us as followers. He died on the cross. He is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. He is faithful in every way a person can be faithful. He is trustworthy to the uttermost, and he's true in a world or in a creation filled with falsehoods and deceptions. And we've been looking for weeks now at the deceptiveness of the dragon and the beast and the great harlot, the false prophet. In a world filled with deception, he is the one who is true and who is right. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is also the one who judges and makes war. But he does this in righteousness. 
which is distinct from the way that mankind traditionally makes war. What he does is right. It's true. It's holy. The Father has entrusted all things into his hands, and we can trust him for all that we need for life and godliness. In verse 12 we read, His eyes were like a flame of fire. They're piercing and pure and penetrating. They see through all the deceptions, all of the lies, and on his head were many crowns. He is the highest of all kings. He wears crowns upon crowns. There is not a domain or place in all of creation that he does not rule and reign. And he had a name written that no one knew except himself. Oh, how I wish I understood that phrase. Why does he have a name written that no one knows? What is it about this name? What does it reveal? What does it declare? And will we ever know what that name is? We have no idea from verse 12. But in verse 13, we're told, he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. Clearly, this is a visual reference to his sacrifice on the cross, shedding his blood for the remission of our sins. We're also told in verse 13, and his name is called the Word of God. He is the Lagos. John tells us in his gospel, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He is the living Word of God. He is God incarnate. To see him is to see God. To hear him is to hear God. He is the Word of God. And as heaven is opened and John sees the white horse and this one on it who is faithful and true, eyes of a flame of fire, head with many crowns, a name written that no one knows, clothed with a robe dipped in blood, his name, the Word of God, we're told in verse 14, the armies of heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Judgment has come. The Lord has come to make war on all those who remain in their sin on the earth. Those on the earth have refused to repent of their sin and put their faith in God. They have followed the Antichrist. They have been deceived by the false prophet. They bought into the lies and the deception of the great harlot. They have spurned God in the midst of all of his judgments and all of his expressed wrath. And now judgment comes riding a white horse and wearing a red robe. He is accompanied by the armies in heaven. This army is clothed in fine linen. That's not what armies typically wear for war. But they're clothed in fine linen and it's white and clean. This clearly is a reference to the fact that Jesus shed his blood on the cross to cleanse us from our sin. And through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are redeemed, we are cleansed, we are pure and holy before God. And the armies in heaven follow him on white horses as well. What an unbelievable sight, an uncountable number in all likelihood, clothed in fine linen, white and clean on white horses, following the King of kings and the Lord of lords. What a picture of the glory and the majesty, the holiness, the purity, the judgment of God against the sinners of the world. And accompanying this great presentation of judgment is the declaration of all of the saints dressed in fine linen, white and clean, bearing testimony 
to the redemptive work of Jesus Christ on the cross. In verse 15, we're told, Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. Repeatedly, we see this image of the resurrected victorious Christ with a sharp sword in his mouth. He speaks the word of God. He is the word of God, and he will judge the world. He will judge the nations with the word of God. And with the word of God, he will strike the nations. Because the sins and the rebellion of the world cannot stand against the word of God. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. It is not a picture of cruel rule and reign, but rather firm, unshakable. No one will be able to thwart his rule or reign. No one will be able to overcome it. It is absolute. And then we're told he himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. He died on the cross to pay for our sins, and he is the one into whose hands all judgment has been given. And he is the one who will tread out the wrath of God on all sinful mankind. Then finally, in verse 16, we're told, And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written. Now, if you're noticing, his name is the Word of God. He has a name which no one knows. And now we're told he has another name on his robe and on his thigh. And that name is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Of all the kings who ever were or whoever will be, of all the lords of the earth, he is superior to all. Every single one will bow before him. God has given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. All things in heaven, on earth, and under the earth will bow. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this picture, this relief from all of the horror of the wrath that falls upon sinful mankind, all of their wickedness and their just judgment. But Father, we thank you for a Savior, a King, a Lord, who is superior in every way, in character, in power, in authority. And Father, we thank you that he is our king, he is our champion, dying on the cross, conquering sin, death, and the grave on our behalf so that we might bear his righteousness. Father, help us to worship him. Help us to love and adore you for all that you have done for us. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be faithful and true as well, like our Savior. Give us the boldness to speak and to act on your behalf in this world for your glory and good. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.